Let's go to the Truett Insurance and Bonding Hotline and talk to Richard Shea. Richard, hey, are Richard. you with us? Yes, good morning, guys. Hey, what you know this morning? I'm just enjoying Saturday morning, watching the news a little bit, seeing what we got floating over the country that needs shooting down. Woo, man, there'll be something else uh, come over at any moment now. I think they're going to shoot down anything. I noticed they, didn't, they did not fly over Alabama. No, that wouldn't last long. We've got a lot of guys down here that know which bathroom to use. Got <laughs> hey, well, Richard, let me tell you, man. First off, uh, the picture you sent in that I, that I hacked down to you for, the, for our little social media profile, that's the greatest picture I've seen. I wish I could have used the whole thing, but if you ever want to see a guy with life whip, this was the picture. He's out on the boat, got the dog. I don't even know how many rods you got on the boat, uh, but it, it, you looked like you were just in your element, man. Just it was awesome. It. Well, thank you. That was we we got a place out in Blunt County. The family's owned since the '30s. My dad's side of the family, and my wife and I live out there. It's 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 a special place. We're we're real lucky to have it. Well, Ben, you know, you guys, it's Morrissey Bridge Company. You're the uh, VP out there, and uh, tell us kind of a little bit about the history of it. And then uh, I don't know if I don't I don't think this is what you guys do. Y'all are more like uh, you know the structure, the pile driving, and all of that. But we're I don't know if you were listening to us. We we're just talking about the Savannah Bridge raising. I'm just curious how you can raise a bridge without closing it down. But, uh, Ben, talk about what y'all do and, and kind of your background, then we'll get into some of the other stuff. Yeah, my dad started the company in the 1960s with a partner, Walter Morris, and they were doing primarily highway bridges, as the name would imply. Uh, Morris Shape Bridge Company is the name of the company. So they started in 69 um, and then did primarily bridges in, in the southeast for highway departments, railroad, county counties, things like that. So, um, And then in the mid-'80s, as uh, bridge work became less and less uh, available in our area as the interstates were getting completed, then uh, we also had a little bit of a recession. My dad's partner, Mr. Morris, um, decided to to do something different. He was a little older than my dad, and so he he sold his half of the company to my dad. And then um, about mid eight, I guess by the time I was getting out of high school, and uh, then I went to Auburn and. And then I got out about 92, and I went to work for him. And by that time, we were doing mostly work for people like B&K, Brown and Root, Fleur Daniel, those kind of companies doing paper mills all over the southeast. Uh-huh. And then pa- paper mills have require a lot of piling because they're typically put next to a river because they need a lot of water for their process. So the ground is soft. And so we started doing a lot of pile driving for industry, and then the company sort of transitioned over into a deep foundation specialist. Now we're... We're one of the top five in the country and probably the second largest privately owned uh, deep foundation specialist in the, in the country. So a lot of our customers are people like Brassville and Gorey now. Uh, we do a lot of oil and gas work. So people like Exxon and all the LNG export facilities oh, wow. are big customers of ours. But that work is cyclical. We we have a lot of good general contractor customers. Brassville and Gorey uh, is our biggest customer. We work for them okay. all over the world. Well, all, do, not all over, all over the all over the southeast. Do, do y'all still do the occasional bridge, or is it just you're, you're focused on no, the southern? No, we just do we just do foundation. Okay, work we we stay real busy. We have we have two big jobs right now that I'm watching over. One is in Corpus Christi with Bechtel. It's twenty seven thousand piles for a for a uh, LNG export terminal for Chenier Energy, and we're doing we're doing one bigger than that, uh, thirty miles south of New Orleans for for a Zachary KBR joint venture. It's it's going to wind up being almost fifty thousand piles um, oh, for LNG. So that, that phase one, phase one is thirteen billion dollars. So they, oh, these wow. things are huge, and they're very close to the water, and they're extremely sensitive to settlement. So we put a lot of piles in for those. Don't don't tell. I, I keep up kind of with you. Uh, I can't remember if it's LinkedIn or Facebook or something. But uh, didn't y'all do like a a big job in in Nevada, and then y'all have some stuff maybe even out of the country, don't you? 
Yeah, we've worked in, in uh, Las Vegas for quite a bit. We started in 2000. We did the piles for the Coliseum at Caesars. We had done some casino work in Mississippi, so we followed those customers out there. And we ended up doing work at, at Caesars, the Venetian Wind, Fountain Blue, Red Rock, a couple other small jobs. But um, And then we've got a, a couple of jobs in the Los Angeles area right now. We work in Southern California, mostly Los Angeles, but sometimes San Diego. But And then my brother handles everything up the East Coast. We've got work from New York all the way down through the East Coast, uh, oh, wow. uh, Virginia, and um, uh, North Carolina right now. And then we're doing some work for Ford at that uh, new um, Ford Lightning plant they're building in just north of memphis okay uh, we've, we've done quite a bit of, we've probably done 80 percent of the foundations on that on that job it's been a real nice one for us they're a great customer i used to drive i've been driving gmc's but now i'm about to buy a ford because they pay their bills <laughs> in, they pay their bills in six days where oh, everybody gosh. else you beat over the head just about not brassville but, but a lot of our customers you have to you got to dial for dollars every friday because they don't <laughs> nobody likes paying their bills on time yeah, that's right. Well, man, doing the stuff y'all do, we talk about it a, a pretty good bit on here, just construction stuff. I mean, it's it. I know everybody's still a little apprehensive, you know, with the economy and and what's coming. But from a construction standpoint, it just seems like there's just work continues to flow. Or I mean, or do you say any different or see anything different? No, we're we are absolutely swamped. We have more work now than we've ever had. We got hurt really bad during COVID where a lot of construction companies didn't because we do a lot of oil and gas work. And when oil was $25 a barrel, everybody just shut those jobs down. We had $200 million worth of backlog in, in, uh, March of 2020. And then a month later we had almost none, uh, because all the big, we had, we had 85% of our fleet booked for over a year on two jobs. And, uh, those jobs are just now coming back out. We're doing one of them, which is that job in Corpus with Bechtel, but it, that hurt us bad because the type of equipment that we have in our business, the, the projects are, are typically about an eight-month mo- eight incubation period minimum and uh, from the time you hear about it till you get the job. So we really weren't looking for work in March of 2020 because we had so much backlog, and then all of a sudden it went away. We were we were scrambling to get work. We I ended up going to Mexico, starting a company uh, we called Shea Brothers Mexico, and we did uh, we did about nine thousand piles for Pemex in in Tabasco, oh, wow. uh, which is just north of the uh, Yucatan on the go- on the on the Gulf of Mexico side. But we chartered a ship, took five rigs down there, and a bunch of guys. But it would it wasn't enough to stem the the the, the bleeding, you know, from yeah. from the normal volume going. We didn't have any jobs that lost money in 2020. We just didn't have the volume that we needed. But but we bounced back. We had a great year in 2019. It was a big year for oil and gas, so we were we were able to survive. But but it's been a tough road for us. Uh, you know, since COVID, but, but we bounced back about mid 21 and then, and then, uh, it's been like drinking out of the fire hose ever since. So things are going well. We're, we're very happy right now. We we're, uh, extremely busy and, and, uh, consider ourselves to be pretty fortunate. Man, that's awesome. So you're, right, you're, you're right. We don't see any end in sight right now. I mean, with the idiots we have running our country right now, <laughs> uh, both parties included, uh, it'd be hard to, It'd be hard to figure out why the economy is still booming, but it is. So hopefully it stays that way. You're listening to Truett News Radio. We're on the air right now with Richard Shea, the vice president of Morris Shea Bridge Company. And Richard, you know, one of the things that's been a theme that we've been kind of surprised by, and and, and as we've come out of that pandemic, is this labor shortage. Is that affecting y'all from from coast to coast? Yeah, it's very difficult for everybody in construction. You know, you're you're all going after a very small resource and we're all trying to share the same resource we're busy so it's tough wage rates are rising benefits are rising we we try to make sure we take real good care of our people we yeah. we have uh we we try to pay them enough to where we don't lose them for for over money a lot of guys we have 
we travel everywhere. We don't hardly do any work in the state of Alabama. We are going to be doing work down at Bay Manette at the new Novellus aluminum plant. We've worked down around Mobile and all those steel mills, and yeah. we've done all that. We've done all the Airbus work, but but it's uh, it's tough finding people nowadays. Uh, and so we have people. That's all they do is just hunt craft workers. Uh, it's not that difficult to find upper level guys because you can use headhunters for them. But headhunters sure. don't usually go after hourly guys, you know. So yeah. and but we have crane operators, you know, and drill rig operators making forty dollars an hour, getting getting fifty sixty hours a week. They get they get you know twelve hundred bucks a month for their truck. They get insurance almost all paid for. Uh, they get a 401k with a 50% match. They got free life insurance, free disability, short term and long term. We great, great uh, uh, vacation benefits. So people in the construction industry have really stepped it up in the last few years to to be able to compete for the for the higher level guys. Yes, we're sir. not looking for we're not looking for guys that are you know brain surgeons. We just need guys that are right out of college or right out of, right out of high school that want to work hard. You can make a dang good living. How, how about a how about a 55 year old bald yeah. Yeah, insurance right, right. guy? Well, and, you know, that's been the thing. It's the dichotomy. So, we, you know, we talked about Auburn has once again broken the record of the most number of people, uh, the highest number of people who have been applicants for this year. And one of the things we've been pressing is is the trades. You know, nobody's really going into the trades. And, uh, you know, th- this younger generation, it seems uh, – uh, that they are discouraged from it, or certainly there's no uh, nothing that encourages them to get in it. And yet, the reality is, everything that you just said for the last three minutes. I mean, this is a these are fantastic jobs, fantastic yep. trades, fantastic opportunities. Great, great future, yeah, to to do really important things for very important projects all across the country, and nobody knows about it. Nobody's getting into it. Instead, they're you know staring into their phone, getting their life sucked into the you know the the, the latest iPhone and TikTok craze. You know whether they're going to eat uh, Tide Pods or whatever. And, and you have opportunities out there that are extraordinary for people of that generation. It really is. I mean, there, we have truck drivers making $100,000 a year easily, you know, wow. with great benefits and vacation. I mean, it's just you and everybody in construction is paying pretty close to the same wages or you don't have good people. So sure, sure. Uh, yeah. it's, it's tough. But we do recruit trade schools. We recruit, you know, engineering schools, building science, those kind of guys. But <clears throat> but we do make a hard push to trade schools. We, we should do a better job getting into the high schools and talking to these kids that may not have the opportunity to go to college and uh, and try and get them into the business because it's a great business. And we, when we do hire young guys right out of college or high school, we usually try to hire two at a time, let them, let them have a pair of guys, you know, travel together, stay oh, together, yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff. That makes sense. The success rate, the retention rate's a little better at that. But we've, we've got some really good young guys that we bring along, and most of our superintendents were guys that worked themselves up through the trades. Yeah. And that's how most of them are. You look at Brassfield and Gorey's guys, they're, they're best superintendents are guys that have come up through the trades and and uh they you know you can't you can't you know lie to a guy that's already done that job so, yeah that's true so it's it's very valuable to do that but yep. and and most everything i learned i had a business management degree from from college when i got out everything i've learned in construction has been on the job you know i mean i had basic you know skills coming out of high coming out of college it's like having a toolbox but not knowing how to use your tools right yeah right. but everything you learn is on the job so a guy that gets out of high school you know, you can you can train him if he wants to work and show up every day. You can train him to do anything. And so, college is just a it's just a kind of a formality to me. I look at that as I'm not so much worried about the guy's uh, major or what his grade grades were, but he showed up somewhere for four years on time and did what he said he was going to do and got out. And, and right, that's right. the type of accountability you need for any type of a job. So unless it's a super technical job, you really don't need a college education to be in construction. It doesn't hurt, obviously, 
but but we don't require it and and uh most guys in construction in the field don't have a college education but but uh, it's not necessary there's a lot of really smart people that never went to college you can look oh, at Elon for Musk sure, for sure yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. well Richard man we gotta we gotta wrap up uh I, I could keep talking to you about this stuff yeah, all day sure. but uh do you, do you got anything you want to say in closing no I don't but I really appreciate you guys having me on and um anyway just uh thank you for the opportunity and and uh, look forward to listening to the rest of your show all right. Well, thanks so much for getting up and being on with us. Yeah, for sure. My pleasure. Y'all have a good day. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's Richard Shea, the vice president of Morris Shea Bridge Company.